Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about company values. So without further ado, let's hop right in. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host and executive coach, Adam Melnick. With over a decade of experience in mental health, leadership, and coaching, I aim to help you understand leadership through a mental health lens. So let's sit back, relax, and have a chat. Every time I've talked about company values, I often feel like a father talking to a child, where the child is looking up at me and saying, Papa, please let me have some company values. They are cute and sweet, and I love them. And I look down at the child and say, Well, company values are a lot of work. We just can't go to the store and pick one up. You have to walk them. You have to feed them. You have to pick up after them. That's not just a one-off thing. And the child looks up at me and says, Papa, I promise. I promise I'll take care of these values. And I look down at the child and say, Okay, let's go get you some company values only to have those values neglected months down the road. You see, company values are a big responsibility. And I would argue not all organizations need them. Oftentimes, we get fooled into thinking we should have them because of the popular opinion fallacy, which is everybody believes something And so it must be true. Everybody believes we should have company values, so we must have company values. That's simply not the case. For many entrepreneurs and small businesses, I would actually recommend against creating values for your organization. It just doesn't make any sense. And to help you understand why it doesn't make sense, we need to first understand that values are a tool. They are one small part of a much bigger picture. See, when organizations create values for themselves, what they're actually doing is they're creating a set of beliefs that are going to be interwoven throughout the entire organization. This is going to act as their compass. It's going to help them figure out who they should be hiring who they should be promoting, who they should be firing, who gets reprimanded. It helps them figure out who they need to partner with. And it helps them create the decisions necessary to an intended outcome. See, values are supposed to work in tandem with a strategic plan. The strategic plan's job is really to create the future or the vision that you want your organization to move towards. And the values are the compass that help guide the actions, the beliefs, and the attitudes of the organization to help them move towards that vision. And that's why we have values. That's how we are supposed to use values. Sadly, Most leaders and organizations don't use values in this way. They use it more or less to make themselves look good or their organization look good. 
I've also seen it where leadership weaponizes these values against their employees and fellow leaders as a way to get promoted or to make themselves look amazing. I've also seen employees weaponize these values against leadership. Here's the thing. These values are not punitive. If your leadership team and your employees are weaponizing these values against you, you've messed up. You've messed up badly. And we need to start course correcting because the reality of it is these are a compass. These are a guide to help us move forward to our future, to our dream. We should not be using them as weapons to hurt each other. Because remember, we're all on the same side. Knowing now why we have organizational values or company values, we can then start moving into, well, how do we create them? And the first step we need to do is create a strategic plan. We need to figure out a vision of where we want to go as an organization. What is the grand plan for the next five to 10 years? Once you have created that, we must now start looking at our values. The first thing to understand is that these values that we are creating must be authentic. We as leaders must be in the room working on these values. We must believe in these values. We must understand these values and we must care about these values. Because again, we are going to be weaving these values throughout our entire organization. If we are creating BS values, people are going to know. People are going to call us out on this. This is going to be a PR disaster down the road. We don't need that. So we need to create authentic values that we believe in. And to do that, we need to understand the three types of values organizations have. The first type is what's called aspirational values. These are values that your organization doesn't have at this time, but they want to have them. A fabulous example of this is the value of listening. I worked with an organization that talked a lot. Everybody was talking over each other and nobody was listening. And so they intentionally created a value around listening first because nobody was listening to each other. And as a result, their communication was suffering. So through the value of listening first, they started implementing strategies and rewarding people that were listening. And they started to change the entire dynamic of the company. Another example of this would be respect. Although respect should be a given, not all organizations respect their people. If respect is a problem for your organization, you may want to create a value around it and then start implementing strategies to start creating respect in the workplace and rewarding those that show respect to each other. 
These are what aspirational values are. These are the ones we want as a part of our mission statement. These are the ones that we want attached to our strategic plan or our goal. The next set of values is permission to play values. These are generic, typical, bog standard values that companies create not because they care about values, but because they feel like they need these values. And you can always tell when people have permission to play values because the organization is not struggling in these areas. And they typically are basic human rights. For example, if we take a look at a medical organization within Alberta, their values are compassion, accountability, respect, excellence, and safety. Many of these values are simply permission to play values. In a medical center, you should be striving for respect. You should be striving for safety. You should have accountability. You should be having compassion. This is a medical center. What? And the problem with these permission to play values is they don't stand out. They don't mean anything. And so nobody really cares about them or puts weight on them. They're kind of just BS values. Don't have permission to play values. One of my favorite permission to play values so far is a fitness organization valuing health. That one, that one just gives me a headache because again, you are a fitness organization. Of course you value health. What? Actually give me values that are worthwhile for your organization. Give me some aspirational values. And lastly... The third type of values is what's called accidental values. Accidental values are values that your culture and your people have created without you being aware of it and without leadership intervening at all. This is important to know. Your organization has accidental values. The question is, what are those accidental values. An example of this is in Japan, there was an organization that was valuing smokers and was not valuing non-smokers. I know what you're thinking. Well, how the hell was that happening? What was happening was the smokers were getting about 30 to an hour extra break every work shift to go outside and smoke throughout the day, while the non-smokers had to stay in the office and work, which meant that if you took up smoking, you got more time off. What? Like, that really kind of boggles the mind. And so what this organization did is they realized that they were actually valuing smoking, and they were valuing the destructive behaviors of this substance, 
and they decided to change that value. And they focused in on non-smoking. And they started rewarding their non-smokers with extra vacation time. So at the company, on average, they got four weeks of paid vacation. If you were a non-smoker, they bumped that up to six. What they found was that their employees intentionally stopped smoking because they wanted six weeks of vacation. And that's a fabulous example of an organization understanding that unintentional value and realizing, hey, we don't want to embody this and changing it. When I look at the medical industry, for example, many of the first responders and hospitals, particularly in Alberta, they value bullying and harassment. They value interdisciplinary violence. Well, how do they value this? They encourage it because the individuals that bully, harass, and cause this violence do not get punished. The individuals that get bullied and harassed get forced out of the job. They promote individuals that are cutthroat, that are mean, that are awful. And again, the accidental value here is we value people that are sharks. We value bullies and we value this cutthroat environment because this is a high-stress job and if you can't hack it, you can find another job in a different field. That's a fabulous example of an accidental value that an organization is embodying. A question to think about is what accidental values does our organization have? What about these values are helping us or hindering us? And if these values are hindering us, we now must do the work to change the culture and the organization and remove those values because they are hurting us. But we'll save that conversation for another day. Once you have decided on your aspirational values, your corporate values, now the real work begins because it is now your duty and your job to teach it to your leadership team. For God's sakes, do not outsource these values conversations to HR or your employees. I bang my head on the table when I see leadership do that. That is not what you do. These are your values. You are leadership. You must now teach your leadership team about these values, and in turn, that leadership team must now teach the employees, not the other way around. A fabulous example of what not to do is hosting a form where you ask your employees to nominate other employees that are embodying these values or these corporate values. Don't do this. And the reason for that is because oftentimes your employees don't actually understand these values. They don't get it and they don't understand 
how to embody it or how to recognize it in their fellow worker because they didn't receive the training or the education to do it. And so what many leadership discover when they try to outsource this recognition process to the employees is nobody actually speaks up. And the reason for that is because nobody understands these values and they don't care about these values. Because again, these are your values, not theirs. You have to embody them and you have to teach it to your people. So the next question is, well, how do you actually do it? Well, you have meetings with your leadership team. You have meetings with them either weekly to start with and move to monthly or you do it monthly in which you talk about the values, help your leadership team understand these values, and then you ask your leadership team which employees are they seeing that are embodying these values. Why are we doing this? We're doing it because we are now forcing them to learn the values and now we are teaching them how to recognize the values themselves. Let me repeat that. We are forcing them to start recognizing the values for themselves in their employees. Then what you need to do is after you have your leadership team sit down with you, you talk about all your employees and which ones are actually embodying these values and they give a story as to why because humans love stories once they give a story and an adequate explanation of why this individual embodies this value or the values of the organization or company then you you the leader you the executive you must now call that employee and congratulate them. Maybe give them a gift. Maybe take them out for lunch. I don't know. But you must now reward this employee. Why? Because we lead by example here. This will show your leadership team how they should be rewarding their employees how they should be congratulating their employees, and how they should be providing positive feedback to these employees that are embodying these values. Through this process of open-air discussion with your leadership team, eventually the expectation would be that your leadership would then start recognizing these values within their people, and then start applying these values to the hiring process, the promoting process, the performance review, and if there's any issues with reprimanding an employee. This is how you do it. Do not outsource the values education to HR. Do not outsource it to your employees. This is your job. This is your responsibility. You have to teach your leadership personally what to do. And I know what you're thinking. Adam, I don't have the time to do it. My schedule is so busy. Two things. One, go listen to my previous podcast about 
reprioritizing your life and understanding what's actually important. And then two, if you don't have time to be teaching these values, if you don't have time to help your leadership team understand it and how to recognize it, you should not be having organizational values. They are not for you. There may come a time when you should have them, but now is clearly not that time. Because again, values are a big responsibility. They need to be integrated into everything that you do. They are not there to make you look good. They are not there to punish people. They are not a necessary evil. They are completely voluntary. And you do not have to have them. Do not fall for the popular opinion fallacy. Not all organizations need them. Let's come back a little bit and recap what we chit-chatted about. Values are a compass for your organization. They are a tool that we pair with a strategic plan to help guide our decisions, our attitude, our hiring, our firing, our promoting processes. They are painstakingly woven into the fabric of our organization. When we create values, we must make sure that they are authentic that we as leaders believe in them and that they are true and meaningful to us. Do not make inauthentic values. It will never end well for you. When we look at the different types of values, there are three. There are aspirational values, which are values that your organization lack and they want. There are permission to play values, which are essentially bog standard cookie cutter values, we don't necessarily want them. And we have accidental values. All organizations have accidental values. We must always be asking ourselves, what are our accidental values and are they helping or hindering us? Once we have decided on which aspirational values we want as an organization, we must now teach it to our leadership team. We must help them understand these values and help them understand when their team is embodying these values, as well as how they should be appropriately rewarding their team. We never want to outsource this to HR. We never want to outsource this to our employees. Values are a leadership responsibility, and it is our job to help our people understand them. Thank you for joining me tonight. I hope you learned something, and I shall see you guys in the next episode. Cheers. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, give it a like, and share it with a friend. And if you're ready to take the next leap and improve your leadership skills, head over to www.seedingthelead.com and book your free coaching session today. Mm-hmm.